What up, what up, what up, what up, my fans? This is Keith London, the Roll Agenda. On this segment, we're going to break down breeding a little bit. You know, outcrossing, line breeding, and inbreeding. Um, I'm going to start with outcrossing. And I'm going I'm to I'm talk about first um, who outcrosses and, and most time why. The people who outcross, most of them, are either starting out and they're just trying to get a, get, the, get a grip on what the birds they have, trying to figure them out. They're just exploring, you know, trying different ways to breed, you know, trying to figure out what they, what they really, really have that they don't really know sometimes. Or they're just taking and breeding the birds they have at their disposal. So they don't have a family, so they're only trying to figure out what works together. So most guys like this are pretty much new to the hobby. Or an established fancy just trying to, you know, breed for hybrid vigor. Let's talk about that for a minute, hybrid. Hybrid vigor is taking the best of two species, two, two separate species, but we talking about rollers, we ain't talking about species, we talking about families, put them together to make a hybrid, which is usually a better version of both, so that's pretty much all it basically is, that's all you're doing, you know, and, and why do people do that, just exploration, trial, just trying something new, um, are they, are they trying to increase the traits in their family by integrating the, another family into it? So, so I look at outcrossing more like integrating. I don't look at like outcrossing like I'm crossing two separate species and messing up a species. No, I'm crossing two strains of rollers to make a better strain of rollers. That's pretty much it. Um, just to strengthen certain traits, uh, bring in certain traits. That's pretty much why I do it. And that's all you're really doing anyway. Just hybrid vigor. If you do the integration process right, you will have a family. You'll create birds that are better than either side, right? But the downside that what people say, the, the myth that I prove to myself that it's not a myth, is that people will say that once you do that, you get these bomb birds, these real good birds, they don't breed true. What they're supposed to breed true to? It's a hybrid. What they're supposed to breed to? Breed true to, to itself? So what's this what you do? I'm gonna give you some ideas. So all you guys who think this, you're not supposed to do this. Let's say what I did. I bring, I had the smoke birds. I bring in the jerry birds, base birds. I bring those birds in to add depth and commitment. Right on breaks, right? So when I flew them, whatever birds came out showing the traits of my bird, my previous birds, I took those back to the Jerry birds again. And the birds that came out showing most of the traits of the Jerry birds, I took back to my birds again. That's the second generation. Third generation, you get a more medium. So you went back and forth twice, and it's more medium. So it depends on the, on the um, I, I don't take those back to the smoke side. They got to go back to another pair that I already crossed with that exhibited the, um, the Jerry side. 
a different pair. So, and that's what I kept doing. And I started getting a medium, getting what I really wanted. The original smoke birds, I didn't have to get rid of them. They were already old. They were already old birds. They were already in their eighth, ninth, and tenth years. So I didn't really have to get rid of them. They faded away. Or unless I use them like that, I didn't really have to get rid of them. And I've created what they call a hybrid vigor bird, a strain that kept that, that, that held the hybrid vigor. It sustained. So, what I did with those, I took those to another bird that was Jerry Self Half that showed Jerry Trace. Whatever Trace they, they showed, I, I'm going to try locking that when they break that commitment. I need that. I need that. So, that's what I did. So, that's how I started with the owl crossing or the integration of the families. And that's all you have to do, pretty much. So what you're trying to do is lock in all your traits and bring in some of the traits that are add to the traits you already have without losing the traits you already had. And it's just selection. But you got to fly them. See, the biggest problem with these guys is they don't think they're supposed to fly nothing. You have to fly them. Yeah, I stock birds from nests. I stock birds from nests off pairs after I've flown two to five birds off the pair to get an idea what they're really, really throwing. And then I compare the those birds that perform certain ways with the physical, the, the phenotypical traits they have. And I go from there, and it's working out for me. So now I'm past the outcross, now I'm into line breeding. Line breeding, you're trying to stay, stay along a certain line throughout your breeding season and or career, whatever you want to call it, along you have your pigeons. You want to stay along a certain line. How you maintain those kind of birds is first you have to have a line in the first place. So most of the guys these days, I can count very few guys that have actually took somebody's birds and built their own line. They just try to stay with their parameters of the line they got from somebody else. That's okay. So what they would do is to maintain it is bring in birds that are related, but still have all the traits you already have. You're not trying to enhance, you're trying to stay along the line. So you bring a birth that's already related out of all the traits you already have. And you keep going forward. I mean, it's just that simple. It's not as hard as, like I said, in one of my earlier interviews, I said, or early segments, I said, it's not hard. We just, we make it no harder than what it is. We make it sound more complex than what it really is to make it seem like we know something. Um, and it's just that, a line, it's along the line. You can go off the line, but come back on. You can zigzag back and forth across the line, but you're still going in the same direction. <clears throat> and the sad thing is, guys, are that think that's done by pedigree. You know, you gotta fly some birds and see which traits the birds portray. See which, see which traits become dominant and which ones stay recessive. That's what you have to see. Then you ask yourself. I ask myself, is the role gene really recessive? But because we, where we select and breed, we bringing it, we making it dominant. I think it's a recessive gene that we cultivate to make it dominant to show its head. But like I tell everybody, the natural state of the Birmingham road is to digress back to the wild state. If you don't keep it in check, it will go back to the wild state if you don't keep it in check. So. We keep breeding along them lines. Like I got a bird from high def, and, and, and everybody, oh, why you do that? Why you do that? Why? You? Look, all I'm trying to do is lock in certain traits without having to do just just my birds. I brought, I, I got a bird that 
I would bring in a bird from Steve Smith. I would bring in one from him. Um, I don't know what Johnny have these days. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I would bring in a bird from Snipe, Dwayne Holmes. That's pretty much it when it comes to that family. The Norm Reed birds that these dudes have today are not what I've seen, so I don't want none of those. Everybody, I tell you, every time I got one, I let it go. Um, I'm not saying they're bad, it's just not what I'm I'm looking for. But let's get back on let's get back before we on back on 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 online real quick. What we talking about? Back to the subject. So we went. We talked about outcrossing and how outcrossing led to line breeding. Now, from line breeding, if you don't be careful, you find yourself inbreeding, which is not bad. If you're going to fly the bird and see which traits are going to show their head, because when you inbreed, the good and the bad show up in numbers. The idea, they say, is to let the, let the bad show up so you can eradicate them from the, from the family and keep going with the good traits. Okay. That sounds real simple, but that's not as simple as they make it. Because you never know which genes is doubling up and tripling up in there. What if some of the genes that are tripling up are, are recessive and as soon as you touch it to another bird, it becomes dominant. Now you're trying to figure out why are these birds doing this? Because you, you stacked up on a certain gene. And a lot of these guys are not honest with what their birds are anyway. They won't be telling the truth about their birds. Everybody want to have a perfect family. I know mine's not perfect. And I never claim them to be perfect. But some dudes think they got the perfect family, the best family. They so they got the best family, but then to do with another family, it's beating them every every year. I mean, really? That's not how the best family work, the best work. It don't work that way. But, you know, to each his own when it comes out, I, the best family in the world and all that crap. The best family in the world is the one that just won the World Cup. That's the best family in the world at that time. That's a champion family, period. So, so we did outcrossing, which really is integration. Look at that as integrating into. Let's look at it like that. We'll look at outcross, they all Birmingham rollers. They're not, it's not an outcross like, like people try to say. I'm gonna get the outcross, so, oh he outcross, my birds are pure. If your birds are pure, you ain't winning shit. I, I keep saying, so fucking what? I mean, really? They pure, but you getting your ass whooped by these birds you talk about because they cross, but they whooping your ass. That's stupid. But anyway, okay, now we get into um, the, the, the inbreeding. I don't really inbreed. I think I have three quarter one, two. I'm going to tell you. Six birds, period, since 1980. First bra, I, I did that was 1991. I think that was smoke. And I didn't really do it. I just gave somebody the bird to do it. I didn't even do it. Somebody was it, but that was in 1991. And since 90, from 1991 till now, I did it six times. Out of those six times I did it, only three of the birds are still in the three birds. It's surprising me for three of the birds in the loft right now. Three. Bull eye spangle. Mm, platinum. I think it's just two. Nope, just two. That I have in the loft right now, just two. 
everything else. My other three quarters don't, don't matter if I did it because I don't have that blood in my life right now. So it don't even matter. But that's, that just goes to show that you don't really have to. And I hear dudes three quarters, seven eighths. They got so many different birds. It's three quarters, seven eighths, but they don't fly none of the birds to see if they actually that if the right genes took held, if the right genes held took, you know, took place and everything happened the right way it's supposed to happen, like they expected. They didn't fly them to find out. They didn't stack them up and then stocking them, which is not smart. So you don't really know what you got still. Even though you did jam them up, you don't even know what you have. I don't feel it's necessary. Honestly, I really don't feel it's necessary. If you start off with specimen A and specimen B, in three generations, the offspring should be better than the originals. They might not be better in quality per se, but the percentages should be higher. Or they should have added something else to it that the other birds didn't have, that lacked. They should be way better three generations away. If they're not, you're doing something wrong. Or your selection process is wrong, or whatever it may be, you're doing something wrong. So outcrossing, you outcross to bring in something different. Or if you don't know your bird, you're trying to figure everybody out, so you do, you make what you have. Because everybody don't have money to go spend two and $300 a pigeon. Everybody not going to give you birds that's going to make you better. Um, like I tell people, my good friends, people that's real, real cool with me, if I give you a bird, it's going to be a bird I really, really want. I mean, I want, I give people birds that I would want. I told hold them, I got one for you. I'm going to pick you one that I would keep for me. And I ain't going to say I'm going to give you a law for them, but I will give you one or two. The thing is, when you finish with that or it don't work for you, you give it back to me. You don't sell it. You don't give it to nobody. You don't do nothing. It comes back to me. That's the problem I'm having with people. Hook people up with birds, good birds, quality birds. And if they say it don't work, I, that's fine. I, okay, it didn't work for you. Call me. Give your money back. Give my bird back. And that's it. We done. You don't you don't take my bird, say it don't work for you, and then you sell it to somebody for two or three times the money you bought it for just because you want to make the money. That's BS. That's bullshit right there. I'm gonna call it what it is, it's bullshit. You just wanted to make a profit. And right now I don't want to sell none. I don't want to sell none. Cause I I'm tired of seeing them seeing them wasted. But that took me a while to build this family. I'm still building. I'm not trying to make them better. I'm trying to make more pairs. I make all my pairs equal. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Like I got several pairs right now. This, the end results are about the same. Like like seven or eight pair. I got another eight pair that's right behind them. So I'm heading in the right right direction. Just got to put them up and keep them. But this one this one meant to be a long segment. Just talk about outcrossing and um, inbreeding. When it comes to outcrossing, if you purposely outcross, you're gonna bring it across for a reason. That cross has a job to do. You specifically bring it in to do a job. If it does not do do that job, it should not be it should not be able to continue to breed at your law. Okay. As far as line breeding. If a bird you chose takes you off the line, if you go off the line, pull a bird in, and the bird's taking too far to the left or too far to the right, 
You should not allow it to keep breathing in your loft. You want to stay within a certain parameter. Set yourself boundaries. Anything outside this, I don't want. Anything outside this, I don't want. Anything short of this, I don't want. You got to set those. Those birds may be good for your kit. It may not be good for your loft. And you got to know the difference between the bird that's bred to be a kit bird and the bird that should be a breeder. Some birds are meant to be flyers all their life, no matter how good they are. They're just meant to be flyers. Only thing about that is the breeders show themselves as breeders kind of quick. First of all, you're going to see them when, they, in a, in a, when you wean them. They ain't going to catch you again when you train them. Catch your eye again when you train them. They ain't going to catch your eye again when they're in the kit. And they're going to be telling you, hey, hey, what you doing? Why am I still in the kit? Put me in that loft and see what I can do. Sometimes pay attention to that little voice. It's telling you something. And you, ain't gonna, you, might, you might do one bird like that a year or one every other year, but you ain't going to make a habit of it. But, so, with all this being said, we, you know what you do. Um, you see, it's, it's a thing on here. They, they're, asking, they're, asking, they're asking me to ask you guys for donations so this... So we, so we can keep recording for um, so we're doing the thing for free. Um, it's up to you. It can be a dollar, two dollars. It don't matter. But you can do it. Leave a donation. It don't matter to, to me. And, and I still keep it anyway. But if you want to do it to help out, by all means, do it. Because this podcast is for you guys. I'm trying to spread some stuff I learned over the years. I don't want to leave nobody behind. I'm trying to build it up, make us great, especially us down here in 9A. But it's for everybody. Everybody can learn. I want everybody to be great. I'll be good. My my thing is that you guys be good, and I and I try to be great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think for real though. I want you guys to get good. Cause while you trying trying to get to the good level, I'm trying to be great, and that's the truth. So. You know what you gotta do. So you know I just say about outcrossed everything. So, so all people that say outcrossers don't produce, that's because they don't know what to do after the fact. See, when people is ignorant, they always say stuff. Stuff don't work. And, and, and people gonna take it personal if I say ignorant. All ignorant means is you just misinformed, you uninformed. That's all it means. That's all ignorant means. You uninformed. You don't know. That's all ignorant really is. So you guys, when somebody calls you ignorant, that I means you just don't know. Like they say, there's no, there's no excuse on law. Ignorance is not an excuse under the law. I mean, if you don't know, you don't know it's still a law, whether you know or not. See, and people will always try to tell you guys, you can't do something because they can't do it. Trust me. Don't let people stop you from trying to do stuff. Don't let them stop you. Try to find out. Experience with your best teacher. So with that being said, I'm signing out tonight. Kind of quick. It's 19 and a half minutes. So I'll see you guys soon. Keith London, Roll Agenda. Signing out. Peace.